Welcome back to another episode of the Live Better podcast by Centric Federal Credit Union. I'm your host and Centric social media and marketing specialist, Emma Baines. I'm so excited that you're here today. Every month we post a new episode where I'm joined by a guest to chat about all things living better and finances. Subscribe today so that you never miss an episode. Today we are joined by Ashley Wilson, who is the VP of Mortgage Lending here at Centric, to chat about the different aspects of buying a home in 2023. So Ashley, thank you so much for being here today. Before we jump into all this housing stuff, will you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do here at Centric? Um, again, thank you for coming, um, for having me on here at the podcast today. Um, here at Centric, um, I am a member first, and then I am vice president of over mortgage lending. Um, I basically help our members literally live better. Um, I've been here for about 15 years where I love every aspect of our culture here and the vision that we have to help our members live better. So, and it just so happens that we can literally, like I just said, help our members live better. Um, it's no greater feeling than knowing that you help the members with something big or small. Um, we help our members not only with purchasing a home, refinancing a home, with just day-to-day things as such as counseling them with their credit um, and just life period that they just don't know about things with their credit, things with their accounts here at the credit union and different products that we have to offer. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. One thing I think we pride ourselves on here at Centric is that our members are like our family. And as cliche as that might sound to some people, it's just the absolute truth. And I just, I love, absolutely love that. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you've seen the housing market do over the last three years or so, because it seems like to me that things have gotten a little bit crazy. You are exactly right. Things have definitely gotten a little bit crazy. I think during the pandemic, um, with everybody being at home, they saw a different aspect of what they needed in their housing, um, whether or not it was something bigger, because most people were living from home, um, working from home rather than, well, living as well. Um, they needed more space because kids were there, wives were, ha- were there, everybody was at home. So they needed more space to be away for them to work. Um, some people wanted to get out of the city and move um, more out to rural areas. So everybody was looking and then the interest rates made it even better because the interest rates were low at the time. Um, so you could basically get more bang for your buck um, with purchasing a home. Um, it was definitely a seller's market um, back then because houses were going very quickly. There were bidding wars and sometimes more than often people were purchasing homes over the listing price. Um, so it was definitely a seller's market. Um, here lately, the market has kind of flipped a little bit. It is a buyer's market more so. Um, it's not as much product on the market as it has been, but with the interest rates rising and being higher than what they were, it makes it a little bit difficult for people to purchase a home uh, within their budget. So houses are tending to stay on the market a little bit longer, um, but it may not be something that a buyer might need or want. And it's definitely not any bidding wars that's going on here a day. So it has definitely been a roller coaster for the housing market over the past few years. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen that. And, and the only reason is because we started looking for a home to buy last year. And I had no idea what the housing market was doing before we started looking because, I mean, why would I? You know, I wasn't looking for a house, didn't want to sell, you know. So 
And then, you know, we were kind of getting ready to move. And so I start looking and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Once you jump into it, it's like an eye opening. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so the prices were so high. I was Mm -hmm. just in shock. I mean, like the year before the house was worth like a hundred thousand less than what it was when we started looking. And I was like, wow, terrible timing. You are exactly (laughs) right. The house and prices have definitely gone up and the area that they're in that drives the prices of the homes and school zones drive the prices of the home. Everybody wants to get into a great school zone for their kids. Um, So it's a lot of things that goes into when you're purchasing a home, looking at the price and everything, but definitely how prices have definitely increased over the past few years. So do you think that the housing prices will go down much over this year? I think they might elevate a little bit. Um, They might go down a little bit, but I don't think it's just going to be a drastic change on the price of houses. Um, I saw the cost of houses, the listing price, they have been dropping the prices of them here lately. And I think mainly it's because of what's going on in the market mm-hmm. and the interest rates um, that we have to offer. So, yeah. Well, um, so is there anything that a prospective buyer can really do to get a lower interest rate? And how does the credit score impact the rate that they get? Your credit score definitely impacts your interest rate that you get on a mortgage. Um I always tell my members, the higher your score, the lower your interest rate. Um, That plays a major part in your interest rate. You definitely want to have the best credit score so that you can obtain the best interest rate that we have to offer. Um, If you do have the best credit score and you just want a little bit lower interest rate, you can always obtain a lower rate by buying down the interest rate. Um, And that's basically like paying discount points for your closing costs. And in theory, you're just going to pay more closing costs. You're going to bring more money to the table. Um, depending how lower you want your interest rate, sometimes we recommend that maybe you should look at it later on down the line, maybe look at refinancing it. Um, is this your forever home? Um, will you be here forever? How long do you think you're going to be here? Because it may not be worth you paying extra to mm-hmm. buy down your interest rate. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so tell me exactly what DTI is. I had never heard of that until I started, you know, when we were looking to buy a house and I started reading some stuff. So what is that and how exactly does that affect the buyer during the application process? DTI. DTI basically stands for debt to income ratio. Um, Debt to income ratio is how much you pay in debts each month compared to your gross monthly income. Um, It is a key factor when purchasing a home. It helps your lender gauge about how much you would have to live off of um, after you've paid your mortgage, paid your monthly bills that you have. Um, The max DTI is determined by different loan programs. Um, Right now, a popular loan program that we have is FHA. Um, FHA has the ability to go up to a higher debt to income ratio, which is 55%. So most people are leaning towards that loan program because the interest rates are high. They have a DTI issue. So, hey, Mm -hmm. we can put put them in a FHA program where they max DTI is 55%. Mm-hmm. Uh, VA is another loan program. Their max debt to income ratio is 60%. Oh, wow. um, so those are for vets. Um, other programs that we have, they hang around maybe about 50% max debt to income ratio. Um, sometimes there are things that we can't do to adjust your DTI in a sense. Um, we had a member one time that had a car loan 
that was reflecting on their credit report. They had a lot of equity in the vehicle, um, but they had other small credit cards that was kind of maxing her out on her DTI a little bit. So here at the credit union, we have the ability that we can send our member over to the retail side and we were able to refinance her vehicle, roll in her uh, credit card debt, her installment debt that she had. We got her debt to income ratio down and we actually got her car note down. Wow. So she was able to purchase her, the home that she was looking at. Um, sometimes it just takes us taking a deeper dive, looking at their credit, what they have on their credit um, and maybe just moving some stuff around a little mm-hmm. bit. That's the best thing about here at the credit union um, with our mortgage department. We have the ability to work with the retail staff right. and they maybe can do a consolidation loan. They can refinance their car to get their payment down a little bit. So we have the best of both worlds here. That's a good point that I hadn't even thought about. Mm-hmm. I mean, being able to go the extra mile like that to help this member get in the house that she wants. I mean, I don't know that just anybody would have been willing to take those extra steps, you know, to, to help her close the deal on that house. I think that's awesome. Um, so what is a good DTI, would you say? A good t- DTI would probably hang around 43% okay. because you have to keep in mind, um, and I tell the members this all the time, we're basing your debt to income ratio off of your gross income. So mm-hmm. that's not what you're bringing home. Right. That's not your net. We don't know what your light, water, gas bill is going to be. We don't know what your cell phone bill is going to be. Uh, if you have kids, we don't know how much your daycare is. Um, life has. Happens. We mm-hmm. don't know, you know, what may happen. So I tell them always take into consideration of your outside debts and maybe sit down and write a budget and say, this is how much money I bring home. This is how much car insurance is and X, Y, and Z to make sure that you are on budget to basically afford this house. Because on paper, it looks great. Right. But in real life, when you're bringing home your money, sometimes it just doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to think in and taking account, hey, life is going to happen. That's just like with me. Um, my daughter, she's 16. So she's wanting a car. Well, <laughs> it is that time. So I have to take an account for, I'm going to have to start paying car insurance for an additional vehicle if we're able to find her a cash car. So, you know, that's life. Life right. is going to happen. So you just don't want to tap yourself out initially purchasing a home and be married to your house and not be able to do anything outside of just having a nice home. You still want to be able to go and do things that you normally can do. Um, right. You still want to be able to enjoy your kids so they can do things they want to do. You still want to be able to maybe go on vacation or just small things. Yeah. So um, you just don't want to tie yourself down with your house just because, oh, I can get and fit inside the box of my DTIs at 48%. I can tap out at this because mm-hmm. this is this nice house that I want. Sometimes it just doesn't work that way. You shouldn't right. think that way. So, And how terrible would it be to to buy too much of a house that technically on paper you can afford, but once you're in it and now you realize that your way of li- your you know your way of life kind of has to change so you can keep that house. That I is mean, exactly that, right. That's what you want to avoid for sure. And then once you get into it, you have to think about how much is my light bill going to be right. um, because those have gone up and for sure it can definitely affect your budget and how much money cash flow that you have at the end of the month with paying your bills. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell our listeners um, a little bit about what the difference is between a fixed and an adjustable rate? Sure, I can. Um, 
Adjustable rate is sometimes referred to as an ARM, um, adjustable rate mortgage. Um, it basically means that your interest rate will change throughout your monthly. It will change throughout your term of your loan. Um, your payment could change. It could go up or it could go down. Um, your interest rate could go up or it could go down over the life of the loan. Um, your fixed interest rate means that you have a specific interest rate on your mortgage and it will not change over the life of the loan. Um, your principal and interest payment, sometimes referred to as P&I, will remain the same over the life of your loan. It will never change. Um, sometimes people get into an adjustable rate mortgage um, because they're looking at maybe a home equity line of credit or sometimes they might do a mortgage that has an adjustable rate mortgage for a certain period of time and where their payment fluctuate. Um, they're both good products, just depending on your lifestyle, depending on what you're looking for. Uh, we offer home equity line of credits here at the credit union, and it is an adjustable rate mortgage, um, like your credit cards. So it's a great product. It gives you the ability to have an open end mortgage. So you have a credit limit up to a certain dollar amount. Um, and you're able to draw funds off of that available funds mm -hmm. as needed. Um, it's a great product to have just in case life happens. You might need to pay for tuition or college. Um, you might need a roof. Um, it's something that you have. It's kind of like a nest egg where we take your home as collateral. Um, you might need a new roof. You might have plumbing problems. Um, septic tank, they're expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a great product for you to have. Um, but it is an adjustable rate mortgage, but I think it's a great product to have for, to have some open cash flow. Um, so with that adjustable rate, like at what point will your rate change? Does it just change without notice? Like, how does that work? It does not change without notice. We have to give you a 30 day notice, um, if your rate is going to change. So we sent out a letter stating that your rate will change. And normally the rate changes based on the wall street prime. Um, so as we know, the rates have been increasing, the feds have been increasing the rates um, over time. So that kind of moves your interest rate a little bit um, on the home equity line of credit. Mm -hmm. um, we do have the ability that if you feel uncomfortable with the adjustable rate mortgage, that we can refinance that mortgage into a fixed interest rate mortgage here at the okay. credit union um, for you. So we have a lot of different products that we have to offer um, that can basically fit your needs and kind of mold into what you're needing at that time. Okay. Yeah. It seems to me like, which, you know, I'm a novice at this, but <laughs> it seems to me like the fixed rate is less scary. It is less scary. Um, and some people are just bound on wanting that home equity line of credit yeah. versus a home equity loan, which is a fixed rate mortgage. Both can be second mortgages on your home. The home equity line of credit just gives you that money available at any time right. you need it. And you only make a payment on the balance of that loan, home equity loan with the fixed interest rate. You get all your money at one time and you start paying on all the money that you borrow at one time. So that's one thing that some people are just... Yeah. Pros and cons to both. Depending on, like you said, depending on what you want. That is exactly right. Um, So, so much goes into buying a home, like a lot of what we've talked about. So, what do buyers need to be aware of before they buy? So, I for sure want to talk about PMI, if you if you were planning on throwing that in there. But, um, yeah, what do they need to be aware of? Like, what, what needs to be in the forefront when, when they're looking to buy? 
they need to be aware of insurance repairs, association fees, um, property taxes. Um, should I get a realtor? Should I not get a realtor? Um, how much is my payment going to be? My interest rate, um, closing costs. Do I have enough money for closing calls? Is the seller going to pay any closing costs? I mean, it's a lot of things that go into um, purchasing a home and when you're, I would definitely suggest going and talking to a loan officer because this is not something you do every day. Mm -hmm. So you definitely need somebody that you feel comfortable with. That's going to explain the process to you. And that's just going to hold your hand along in this journey that you're going to go on because it's definitely going to be a journey. Mm -hmm. Um, you need somebody to answer your questions that, you know, you might think are just crazy, but if it's not something you do every day, no question is crazy, period. Right. But you just need somebody to explain the process. This is what you're looking at. And this is what PMI is. If I tell you PMI, you know, you're not going to know what PMI is. Um, You're not, you may think that closing costs and down payment are the same thing. You might need somebody to explain down payment is one thing. Your closing costs is another thing. Sometimes you have both. Sometimes you don't have both. Um, some loan programs don't require um, down payment. So you could not even have that on a loan program. Um, I know PMI is a big thing um, here at the credit union. We have a unique product that is signature to the credit union, I would say. Um, it's the first time home buyer pro- program that we offer here at the credit union. The loan stays here at the credit union. We service the loan. Um, we can finance up to 100% of the value of the property. So just say if your home is $142,000 sales price, your loan amount will be $142,000. There's no down payment required. Um, there are closing costs that are associated with the loan. Closing costs normally include appraisal fee, origination charges, um, title fees that the title company charges to do title work on the property. Um, And that basically covers you and covers us to make sure it's not any judgments or liens against the property that you are unaware of and that the seller is unaware of. Um, It also includes collecting for 12 months of your homeowner's insurance. And we pay that upfront if your loan is escrowed. We pay for your property taxes, um, depending on when you're closing, depends on how many months that we hold back in your escrow account. Um, It pays for lender's title insurance. Lender title insurance covers the lender in the event that the abstractor that's doing the title work on the property misses anything. Um, Mm -hmm. They're human. They go to the courthouse. They search the records. I mean, they could miss anything. So if you have that insurance, it covers the credit union. They offer owner's title insurance. It's optional. It covers you, the buyer. So I would suggest buying owner's title insurance. It's a one-time fee. It doesn't cost that much, and it covers you in the event that you sell your house later on or that you refinance your house later on and a judgment pops up that Mm -hmm. the previous abstractor missed. And then you're stuck holding the bag of having to pay that. If you have owner's title insurance, you file a claim and they pay it. It's kind of like car insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, you have it, you pay it, and it's there if you need it. Mm -hmm. But we pay car insurance monthly. Owner's title insurance, you only pay it one time at closing. So I would recommend owner's title insurance for anybody um, that's purchasing a home. But the private mortgage insurance is um, PMI. It covers the lender anytime that they finance over 20% of the value of the property. Um, So 
I'm sorry, 80% of the value of the property. So if you are putting 20% down on a home, you automatically don't have PMI in the secondary market if we were to do a conventional loan that doesn't stay here at the credit union. Um, so that's a great perk that we have here. You don't have to worry about paying that private mortgage insurance on our first-time homebuyer program, but we do have other loan programs such as FHA, VA, um, rural development and conventional loan programs that do have PMI on them. VA does not have PMI, but FHA, conventional and rural development, they have PMI as well anytime you don't put 20% down. So that's just a mouthful. <laughs> is. So let me get some clarification Okay. on PMI. So mm-hmm. if I don't put 20% down, I'm, I pay PMI. That is correct. And that covers the lender that covers the lender so how is that paid is that paid on each monthly note or is is that okay it's paid each monthly note it's paid in with your mortgage note so you have your principal and interest um you have a monthly payment and your monthly payment is made up of your principal and interest um it's made up of your escrows and your escrows are basically your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance and then you have a portion that goes towards PMI. Um, The amount of PMI that's paid monthly, it varies um, depending on the loan product. And it also depends on your loan to value and your debt to income ratio on a conventional loan. Okay. So it's not the same across the board on all loans. Um, It definitely varies. So it seems to me like PMI is something that you want to avoid. Yes. Um, In a sense, you're paying money for them to cover your loan because you didn't put 20% down. That you're paying for the lender to give you the money to buy the house. In a sense, you are. Okay. I mean, it does make sense. I I get the reasoning behind behind it. Um, Okay. So one more thing I wanted to ask. So you mentioned, or you maybe you didn't mention, I don't remember, about some lenders selling loans off. What does that mean? Why do people do that? So here at the credit union, um, we have the ability that we have portfolio loans. Um, Portfolio loans are basically the loans that we keep here at the credit union. The loan is paid. You pay us here at the credit union. We service your loan. And when we say we service your loan, we pay your homeowner's insurance, we pay your property taxes. Um, If you have any issues, we are your go-to. You call us, you stop by the mortgage center and ask us any questions that you may have about your loan, if you want to pay it off, if you have questions about how your payments are applied, you come to us here at the credit union um, and we can look at your loan, Um, your land loan, your home equity line of credits, your home equity loans, um, mobile home loans, mobile home and land. We service all of those here at the credit union. We also have the ability to sell our loans in the secondary market. Selling the loan in the secondary markets are our basically um, like FHA is backed by the government. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't keep those here at the credit union. We don't service those. We initiate the loan. We gather information for the loan um, and we sell it in the secondary market. You don't pay Centric. You pay our lender that we sell our loans through. And that would be conventional loan, FHA loans, VA loan, and our rural development loans. They don't stay here at the credit union. You would pay our lender. If you have questions about it, your loan, you call them, you ask them questions. Um, 
if you have an insurance claim check, you would have to call them versus us keeping the loan here at the credit union and you coming by and asking us about your insurance claim check that you might need to deposit. How do you pay the contractor if you have roof damage and you have an insurance claim check? Um, it's just the service that we have for our portfolio loans that a lot of members like because we're kind of hometown. Mm-hmm. You get that face-to-face interaction and sometimes it's a little bit better for the member that we can explain different things to them and they understand it a little bit better and they like that one-on-one rather than calling someone that you're not familiar with right. we're here you know us we did your loan and you feel comfortable with us so right that makes sense and you know you're gonna you're more probably easy easily accessible than if they were having to call a 1-800 number or something like that. That is exactly right. Because they can just walk in the center. We can sit down. We can look at everything on their loan. And we're familiar with them. We're familiar <laughs> with their situations. We're familiar with when they bought the house. And like you say, we're like a family. So we basically know the ins and outs of what's going on with them, what's going on with their loan. Mm-hmm. That's right. So... Do you think it's a good idea for for buyers to use a real estate agent when they're buying a home? Do you recommend that? I think it's a great idea um, for buyers to use a real estate agent. The agent is like the middleman between the buyer and the seller. And with their expertise, they can help guide you along the way on finding a home and negotiating the price and anything that may need to be repaired. Um, Finding a home that comes on the market that may not even be on the market yet. They may have, you know, a friend of a friend that knows somebody that's selling a house that fits your needs that you're needing. Um, I definitely think you need a realtor because this is not something that you do every day. Mm -hmm. This is something they do every day and they're able to guide you along the way, help you with things that you may not understand, Um, you know, things as septic system or should I or should I not purchase a home warranty on the property? Um, What about a septic system? Does it have a septic system? Has it, has the house ever been burned? Has it ever been flooded? Is it in a flood zone? Um, Those are things that, you know, you don't think about every day, but the realtor does this every day. So they're able to tell you these different things Mm -hmm. um, about the home and they're able to negotiate good deals for you as well. So I definitely recommend a real estate agent. I I do too. And just to kind of expand on what you said, I know when we bought our home in July, um, our real estate agent, so the house that we were looking at, it was marked sold everywhere. Um, And it was a house that I had been looking at. Well, I talked to my real estate agent and she was like, this house, this deal actually fell through and it was back on the market again, but it was not online. Everywhere online, it said sold still. And so, you know, had we not had her, we probably would have lost out on that. Exactly. She kind of has the inside scoop on things. She knew. And they're able to look at, and you might look at a house and say, wonder why this house has been on the market so long. They have the ability to go in and look and see what other buyers, potential buyers were looking at. You know, it didn't have good lightning or, you know, it could be anything. And you're like, oh yeah, that's why it probably didn't sell. Or it may look like a nice house on the outside. And then they're able to look at the disclosures or the addendum and say, hey, 
it had a foundation issue, but it does have a warranty on it. You know, do you want to move forward with this? And sometimes you're you're like, yeah, I can, or no, I don't want to, but they're able to give you that information. That's right. That reminds me of another thing that happened similar like that with us. We were looking at this house and I was like, why is it so, it's, it seems like it's undervalued, right? Compared to everything else. And the, our agent was like, well, it's got really bad foundation issues. Mm-hmm. That's why it's been on the market for so long. Do you want to look at it still? And I was like, nope. 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 I'll Thank pass. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you on that. A real estate agent helps a ton. They do. Um. So before we close, overall, do you think that 2023 is a good year to buy a home? I think any time is good is a good time to buy the house. Um, mortgage rates are high. Prices are still elevated from the pandemic spike, making it less ideal time to buy. But our saying is always a good time to buy a house. When you do, you marry the house and date the rate. Yes. Um, when rates go down, you can refinance and get a lower rate and still have the house of your dreams. Um, I would definitely recommend coming and talking to one of our loan officers here at the credit union that we have um, and that they can just go over different things with you because it's so much going on in the news. You're looking at the news, you're looking at the rates, but you never know until you go and talk to somebody that does it every day. Mm -hmm. And it may put you in a better position um, purchasing a house than renting a house. And like I said before, we may be able to look at some things to move your debt load around a little bit and buying a house will be like a no brainer to you. Mm -hmm. You can always come back later and refinance and get a lower interest rate. So I I would definitely say, just go talk to a loan originator about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think anytime is good time to buy a house because it is an investment. It doesn't lose value. It gains value. Um, in a property. So any investment that you're doing is always a good time to make an investment and a house is an investment. Right. And if you wait, I mean, you might miss it completely if you wait for the rates to go down. So I agree with you there for sure. Um, Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for being here today. I hope all of our listeners have gained valuable information on home buying. Well, thank you for having um, me here today at the here at the podcast with you. Um, I just want to go back over that we have a great mortgage center here at the Credit Union and we're willing to help our members and non-members as well. Um, We always tell them that it's not a no, it's a not now. Mm -hmm. And we're able to help guide them into the process of purchasing a home if it's not their time now. Um, We have a great staff here at the mortgage center. that can help you. We have a loan originator at Thomas Road, Amy Gregory. We have a loan originator in our Ruston Market, Priscilla Sabanago. And I'm here at the Mortgage Center at um, Cypress Street. So, you know, you can call any one of us. We'll be more than happy to help you live better. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our podcast and tune back in next month for another episode of the Live Better Podcast by Centric Federal Credit Union. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to ensure you never miss out on helpful tips. Like us on Facebook at Centric Federal Credit Union and find us at MyCentric on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find information about today's topic, our monthly blog, and more at MyCentric.org. Centric is federally insured by the NCUA.